and you can walk on water. That is, walk on top of the circumstances and not have the circumstances walking all on top of you. Dr. Tony Evans says when it comes to doing what you thought was impossible, there's a fundamental truth. There's only one thing you need to know about walking on water, and that is that Jesus said, come. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. When our plans and dreams are blown away, Dr. Evans says the Lord is still in control of those who trust in Him. Today, we'll see how the storms of life can actually benefit us as they guide us toward greater things. Let's join Dr. Evans as he picks up a story about Jesus and his first followers in the 22nd verse of Matthew chapter 14. He sent the multitudes away and immediately he made his disciples get into a boat and go to the other side. They had to cross over immediately. When you look at what happened just prior to this, they had just experienced one of the great miracles of the scriptures. Jesus, in the preceding section, feeds 5,000 men, not counting women and children, according to verse 21, with some sardines and crackers, a couple of fish and some barley loaves. It was a powerful miracle. Not only was it a powerful miracle that they had just experienced, it was a powerful miracle with a powerful reminder, because according to Verse 20, there were 12 basketfuls left. Right after they saw one of the most glorious things that could ever be realized, and immediately Jesus tells his disciples to get into the boat and meet him on the other side. The crowd is gone. There's no longer any public. It's just the disciples in a boat. They ran into a storm. Verse 23 says, after he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already many strata away from land, battered by the waves for the wind. Here it is, was contrary. They went from a miracle to a storm. They went from blessings that had leftovers to a bad situation. But watch this now. They are in the storm while being in the will of God. Because Jesus sent them over to the other side. They're in a storm while in God's will. There are two reasons you're in a storm. God allows you to get in a storm because he wants to correct you or because he wants to perfect you. Storms exist by way of correcting wrong in our lives and storms exist by way of taking us to the next spiritual level. In this case, they were doing what Jesus said do and they were in a storm. Not only that, but they're in a storm and Jesus is not there. It says Jesus was on a mountain praying. 
He was praying while they were in a storm and we're told the kind of storm it was, the wind was contrary. Jesus said, disciples, you guys go over to the other side. Yes, Lord. They begin to do what Jesus says do is start storming. But now I got contrary winds. See, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go where Jesus sent me. I'm trying to get where Jesus wants me to go. I'm trying to do what Jesus wants me to do, and I can't get there. Because the harder I'm trying, the more resistance I'm getting. Because the winds were contrary. In other words, contrary to where they were trying to go, and where they were trying to go was where Jesus told them to go. So they're in the will of God, trying to do what God wanted them to do, and can't get there. We are told that while they are going through this struggle, Jesus is praying. We're told that Jesus is praying. So that ought to raise a curiosity question in you. What's he praying about? I don't know what this new year holds for you. I don't know what you're coming off of and I don't know where God has you personally headed but I do know he knows where you are. He knows your situation. He is intimately aware of it. And guess what he's doing? Praying for you. What's Jesus's prayer? For you and me and for us. Is that we perceive the opportunity when we're facing the inclement weather of circumstance as a faith moment for growth. Verse 25 says, in the fourth watch, that's between three and six, in the morning, he came to them walking on the water. The waves are battering the boat and Jesus is walking to them on the very problem that they have. Come on now, come on now. Jesus is getting to them on the very problem that they have. Their solution was in the problem. The difference is that with Jesus, the problem wasn't controlling him. The problem was controlling them because it was contrary. The problem stopped them from getting to where God wanted them to go, but the problem didn't stop Jesus from getting to them. Jesus makes his way to them on top of the problem. It says they were frightened and they said, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Now, there's nothing worse than being in a bad situation and Casper showing up. <laughs> they were in a bad situation. So they seeing this figurine moving on the water. If they were scared before, they are terrified now. What's the problem here? Here's the problem. Jesus was showing up in a way they didn't expect. See, the worst thing you can do or we can do 
is box God in to showing up the way we want him to show up. You see, you have to know something about God, and that is our thoughts are not his thoughts. And our ways are not his ways, which means you cannot box him in. The last thing you would expect is for Jesus to show up on the water. In fact, the last thing you would have expected since he told you to go to the other side is a storm on the way there. But when God is trying to teach you to live by faith, to walk by faith, you can bank your bottom dollar. There's going to be a storm and he's going to show up in an unexpected way. They see a ghost and they are terrified. But the reason Jesus could show up is because he knew where they were. Jesus spoke to them according to verse 27 and says, take carriage. It is I. Do not be afraid. How did they get clarity in the midst of their circumstances? God's word. They heard a word from God. It says Jesus spoke. The word of God addressed their fear. Be of good carriage. Don't be afraid. It is I. Be of good carriage. Don't be afraid. It is I. Be of good carriage. Don't be afraid. It is I. Be uh, the, so I think the King James translates it. Be of good cheer. Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> be of good cheer. Don't worry. Because it is I. Now, please don't miss something. It's still storming. The waves are still rumbling. We know that because of what's going to happen here with Peter. So, the outside hasn't changed. Guess what he does? He calms the inside while they're waiting for a change on the outside. While we are waiting for God to calm the circumstances, you need them to calm the storm inside. See, circumstances outside are only bad because of what it does for us inside. You see, that's what makes it bad. Jesus says, you can be okay while the storm is raging because I'm here. My presence secures you while you're struggling to get to where I told you to go. Dr. Evans will return in a moment with part two of this final message in his series, Expecting God's Best in the New Year. And that makes today your last chance to take advantage of our special New Year offer for those who can help us keep Tony's teaching on this station. As a way of saying thanks for your contribution, we'll send you the full-length versions of all five lessons in this teaching collection, including plenty of bonus material we didn't have time to bring you on the air. These messages will help you put the worries and obstacles of the past behind you and charge into 2024 with new goals and guidance. It'll teach you to dream big dreams, 
Trust God when the odds are against you and survive the toughest storms life can throw your way. And as an added bonus, we're also including a calendar that contains monthly inspirational art and messages, highlighting kingdom living for every season of the new year, as well as Tony's popular book, God Himself, where Dr. Evans dives deep into the character of God, giving you fresh insights that'll deepen your understanding and love for your Creator. Take advantage of this special offer today. Just visit TonyEvans.org or give us a phone call at 1-800-800-3222 and let our resource team assist you. That's 1-800-800-3222. Well, Dr. Evans is back now with part two of today's lesson. Now, Peter, Peter jumps out here now. You know, Peter's my man. Peter says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Peter wanted more. Everybody else wanted the storm to go away. That's not what Peter says. Peter says, I'll take the storm if you let me walk on it to get to you. God is looking for some Peters who say, I want you. Yeah, I want to get rid of the storm, but, but bid me to come. Command me to come because if I hear your word, watch this, I will walk on the circumstances like you are walking on the circumstances. If the circumstances are walking on you, you too far. Peter says, bid me to come so that I can walk on top of the water. Most of our prayer is get rid of the storm. God is looking for some Peters. Teach me how to walk on top of them. Guess what Jesus says? One word. Verse 29. Come. The invitation. Come. I wonder if there's anybody in this new year who wants to walk on water. A water is a storm. That's a, that's a bad situation. It's dark out here. It's a, the winds are contrary. Why won't God get rid of this storm? Because he's trying to get you to walk on it. He's trying to grow your faith. Peter got out the boat and walked on water and came to Jesus. Somebody in this new year is going to walk on water. Because God's not going to get rid of the storm until you walk on water. Because he's trying to grow your faith. There's only one thing you need to know about walking on water. Walking on your circumstances. And that is that Jesus said come. But Peter ran into a problem. Verse 30. And seeing the wind. He became afraid. And began to sink. What happened? He revisited his circumstances. It's still bad out there because the wind is still blowing and the waves are still rumbling, and it's still in a stormy situation. But he lost focus and began to fixate on the circumstances. And when he saw the wind and the waves, he became afraid. So he began to sink. On his way down, he remembered the one who told him to come. 
And when he remembered the one who told him to come, the text says he cried out to the Lord, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? What was the proof of doubting? The proof of doubting was what he was looking at. He changed his focus. Hebrews 12 says it best, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. He gets you started and he completes it. Don't get distracted on the way. If you look at the people, you're going to sink. If you look at the situation, you're going to sink. You got to keep your eyes on the one who said, come. Verse 32 says, and when they got into the boat, the wind stopped. One of the things you need to pray for me for this year is that I'll get out of the boat. When the leader got out the boat and connected with Christ and Christ and their leader got back in the boat, it changed everything outside. And Mark, when he tells the story, it says, Jesus came by, they thought he was a ghost, and he was walking as though he would pass them by. He wanted to see whether they recognized him. So Peter says, if it's you, because he had a little question too, but, but if it's you, tell me to come, and I'm willing to step out. And when Peter stepped out, and it says, and when they... Peter and Jesus came into the boat. It got better for everybody. There was collective blessing when Peter got out the boat. When you are in your darkest hour, Jesus is looking for you. Mark tells us the reason why they were afraid is because they did not learn the lesson from the fish and the loaves. They had seen this miracle and they thought it was about food. They thought it was about Sunday dinner and how much leftovers we have. And see, that's the problem today with the blessing thing. It, it ain't about a new car. It's not about a new house. It's not about new clothes. It's not about a better job. It's not about more money, although nothing is wrong in itself with any of those things. But here's the point. The whole purpose of God doing the physical miracle of the feeding of 5,000 was to show them who he was so that when they entered into this crisis, their faith would be prepared to learn the lesson Jesus wanted to teach them. They didn't learn the lesson of the feeding. They saw the event, but they didn't learn the lesson. Do you know for many of you right here, God is walking along the boat of your circumstance and you still think it's a ghost. A lesson of the story as we cross over as a church, as you cross over as individuals, God will not calm the storm until he gets in the boat, until we recognize him. Let me read it to you in John 6. Verse 19 says, And when therefore they had rowed about three or four miles, they beheld Jesus on the sea, drawing near to the boat. Same story. And they were frightened. And he said to them, it is I. Do not be afraid. So far, so good. But here's the zinger, verse 21. They were willing, therefore, to receive him into the boat, which didn't happen until Peter came. 
Here it is, here it is. And immediately, the boat was at the land to which they were going. See, y'all ain't praying with me. If you, if you were praying with me, you'd have, you'd have caught that. It says, when Jesus, along with Peter, according to Matthew, got in the boat, as soon as they got in the boat, they were on the other side. You're you're, you're not not handy. They're out in the middle. We're told where they were. They were three or four miles out. Well, it's an eight-mile trip across Galilee. They're halfway across. They're halfway across and not getting any further because the winds are contrary and they are straining at the oars. They're doing everything they know to do to get to where they're trying to go and they're not making any progress. Week after week, month after month, year after year, decade after decade. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I'm not getting anywhere. It's not that I'm not sincere. It's not that I don't mean it. It's just the storms are too resistant to me. I got all this stuff stopping me. But as soon as they let Jesus in the proper place he was supposed to be in the boat, my Bible says in John immediately when they opened up their eyes because it's about, it's about close to six o'clock now it's close to sunrise they on shore when they had lost their ability to do it themselves what they didn't know was God was moving that boat along all along what they thought was contrary was actually God just moving it along all along so when Jesus got in his rightful place stuff was changed on a dime Dr. Evans will return in a moment with one final word to wrap up today's message. First, though, don't miss your last chance to get a copy of Tony's current series as our gift. It's called Expecting God's Best in the New Year. All five full-length messages can be yours along with a special bonus calendar for 2024 and Tony's insightful book, God Himself. We'll send this complete package to you as our way of saying thanks when you make a contribution to help keep the alternative coming to this station. Just go to TonyEvans.org to make the arrangements. Or if you'd like, call our Resource Center at 1-800-800-3222. Team members are standing by day and night to help you. That's 1-800-800-3222 or online at TonyEvans.org. It may seem like if you focus on a problem, you're more likely to find a solution. But next time, Dr. Evans will show that sometimes your focus is your problem. Right now, he's back to share a final thought to wrap up today's message. When your Lord is ready to move, it don't take long. I know you don't know how he's going to do it, when he's going to do it, where he's going to do it. I don't know. I know you don't know all that. You don't have to. All you need to know is he in the boat. If he's in the boat... It don't take long for him to achieve what he's seeking to achieve in your life. So what ought you to do this year? Draw near. Come close. Because the storm is on purpose. 
to get you ready for a new faith experience with your Lord. Because he who started a good work in you is faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. If you've never handed your life over to God, you can do that today and celebrate not just the new year, but a whole new life. You can find out more when you visit TonyEvans.org and click on the text link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. Get ready for your new faith experience with Christ this year. Once again, that's the link that says Jesus at TonyEvans.org. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 